This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. The words of the Tverish Shloyme, Abemus and Mufurish and Medrish, Shamishmul and Pashas Vayakel brings a psikta and a Medrish and Shira Shirin. Koldoidi Hine Zebo, Ze Moishe, Bishosh Omali Yisrael, Bachoidesh Ze Atem Nigolim. When he told Kalal Yisrael, in this month of Nisan, you're going to be redeemed. Omru loy, they said to him, Vahaloy ain biyodeinu masin toim, we haven't got mitzvahs. Omalahem, hoyel vechofeitz bigulaschem. Ainu meibit bimaseyem, maseichem horoyim. Since HaKadosh Baruch who wants your geula, he is not going to look at your averes. They said, "Heich onu nigolim, how will we be redeemed? V'chol mitzrayim mitunefes may avoid the zara shalonu. Avoid the avoid mitzrayim is strewn with our avoid the zaras that we worshipped. Amalohem hoyel v'chafeitz begulas chem akadosh baruch who wants your geula ain't a maybit b'avoid the zara shalachem. He won't look at your avoid the zaras. Pilei ploim off on a medrash. Neshem Yishmuel is masbe." That chayfetz is a lotion of ahava that can't be explained, that can't be described. It's not dependent on any reason. He quotes the Maral. The Maral says why the Torah doesn't tell us about Avram Avinu's tzitkus. Before HaKadosh Baruch who spoke, he said, Lech lecho. We don't know about Avram Avinu's mysterious nefesh, how he jumped into the oven of uh, in Urkazdim. Why aren't we told any of these things? So the Maral says, Because kolahava hatliya bedover, botla dover, botla hava. If that would be the basis for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love for Avram Avinu, then if it will come a time, we won't be on that madrega, there won't be the Ahava. HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to Avram Avinu, it's a love that doesn't have to be explained, that can't be explained. Chefetz is a lotion of Ahava, ki chafetz bigulaschem. And he says, v'choyzer cholile, it goes back and forth. Shahavas Yisrael, Shuv Moireres, Ahavarabe, Lamala, back and forth. We come to love the Rabbayan Shlam. The Rabbayan Shlam loves us. And it's not dependent on our Madrege. So we need to understand. So if the Rabbayan Shlam wants to bring us a Geula, even if we're not deserving, he wants to love us, he wants to hide our Averis, so why doesn't he just do it? So who's stopping him? Obviously, there has to be something that's coming from us. What is that nakuda? And that really defines what our avoida is. What is ahava? What is love? You know, the famous words of Mikhtam The Mikhtam explains that the shayrish, the root of the word ahava, is hav, is giving. Love is the product of nisino. A father loves a child because he gives to the child. A farmer loves a tree because he put koyach, he put work into that tree. Those who don't understand this, those who think, and they have all sorts, and the secular world believes they know what love is. That's why 50% of their marriages end in divorce. What did you say, 70? Oh, it's 70, it keeps going up, yeah. Because their idea of Ahava is, what can I take from the other person? You know, who, who, loves Amer- who loves America the most? Who are the biggest patriots of America? 
You know who? The veterans. The ones who go marching with the flags, this one's missing an arm, this one's missing a leg, he got crippled, he got wounded in this war. They should hate America. <laughs> they lost limbs. They, they love it. Who, who hates America the most? The, the, those who are, who, are, who are taking six welfare checks and they're, and they're hustling and, and, and taking advantage, exploiting of the system. They just can't stop talking against America. Because when you take and when you use and when you exploit, it breeds contempt. Breeds hatred. Ahava, ahava to the Rabbeinu Shalolam has to come from a Nesina when we give away, when we're makri for the Rabbeinu Shalolam. The Mori de Gevart, I saw from the Nesivas Shalom, brings on the Pasik, Vayikra el Moshe, HaKadosh Baruch who called to Moshe, we know with Allah and Chibo, and the Medrash tells us that this is referring to the Vayikra el Moshe, from the oil moyed, it's a continuation. The end of Parshas Pekuda, it says, "Valeyochel Moshe lovei ala oil moyed ki shochen alav haonon uchvoid Hashem molias hamishkon." Moshe Rabbeinu was frightened. He was embarrassed. He was ashamed. He saw the kvoid of the shechina resting on the mishkon. He was afraid to go in. And from that, Hakadosh Baruch Hu called out him by Yikra El Moshe. There's a kriya shel chiba that comes because of a person's anivus, because of his busha. But he brings it that there's another Vayikra El Moshe. We find by Har Sinai, Umoisha Olo El Oleikim, Vayikra Elov Min Hahar. And the Zohar HaKadosh says, we see from here, Habol Etar Messiah Noisoi. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to become close. Umoisha Olo, he lifted himself up to be close, Elo Eloikim, And that also creates a Hiskarvus of Vayikra El Moshe. There's a kriya that comes because a person feels so humble, so distant, so full of shame. That's mo'orer a kriya. And there's a kriya that comes because a person feels so close, so uplifted, and he so wants to be together with the Rabbi Nishlam. That's also a mo'orer a kriya. But these are two very, very high madregas for a person to really feel a depth of anivas that I'm not worthy to feel to have to be drawn to such a connection, the Rebbeinu is also a very high madrega. But there's a third place we find Vayikrael Moshe. In Parsha Shemois, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw the snare, Moshe Rabbeinu turned, walked towards the snare. Vayar Hashem kisor lirois Vayikro elov Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that he turned to look. He had an interest. The Spurna says, Sor Lirois Rashi says, Asura Mikan. Let me go away from here. He was interested to see. Sor Lirois is Ma'ayre, a Kriya, but not just a Kriya, a Kriya of extraordinary Ahavo. As the Pesach says, Vayoymer, says, Vayoymer, Moshe, Moshe, it's the greatest lotion of Chibo. Vayoymer, Hineni, the same language we find by the Akedo. The Medrash says, Rabbi Yechonet said, Beschar Gimel Psiyas. And Rishlokish says, no, not just the Gimel Psiyas. She Tzavoroi Ikim. He turned his neck. Omala HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nitzta'ar Tolirois. Chayecho She'agala Olecho. I will be revealed through you and upon you. 
מיד ויקרא אליו השם מתוך חסנה ויאמר מוישה מוישה ויאמר הנני. We live in a world of apathy where there's no interest. A person is happy where he is. He's satisfied with his level. He's not interested in osura mikan lehiskarev l'sham. If we don't even have the sore liros, even if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is chofetz ani begulaschem, We need to have that interest. The Mechtem quotes from the Altaf and Kelim. On this Medrash, this that Moshe Rabbeinu showed interest was Gormo Luchol Gadlusoi. לפי שמעשה יוזה נחשב לעשייה הצעד הראשון עם המוטל על האדם. He took the first step. מצפה הקדוש ברוך הוא, הקדוש ברוך הוא was waiting. שאדם יעשה את הצעד הראשון, first take one step, the first step. ומשנעשה צעד זה, when he takes this first step, מבטחים עוצרויס השמיים ומסיים לוי ומשלמים את כל חפצוי. The Kabrina once said, the worst of all, the worst of all is when Ayid Zokt is by Emrecht V'er is. It's fine where I am. That's the worst of all. You know, Pesach is man cheiruseinu. A time of cheirus. Chazal tell us, Allah shen cheirus me We become freed from the Yitzhahara. That's an amazing concept. Do we ever have cheres mi-yetzahara? We can overcome the yetzahara. We can fight the yetzahara. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. There's only cheres mi-yetzahara when we know, if, if there's cheres, there's no reason for life anymore. Al-tamen ba'atzmecho ad yoymoyzcho. What do you mean cheres mi-yetzahara? How we zoichet to cheres? Well, the emiss is there are madregas. And a person has to strive to reach a level of freedom from the Yetzirah. Imagine there's a person who's in jail. Okay, he's not a Ben Chayr. He escapes from jail. He runs away. Is he a free man? He's somewhat free, but there are posters with his pictures in every post office. is wanted $10,000 reward, and there's uh, roadblocks on all the highways trying to catch him. He's not very free. Imagine he manages to escape and he runs to another country. Well, he's definitely freer than he was before, but if the United States has an extradition treaty with them, they'll bring him back home. What if he runs to a country that doesn't even have a treaty with the United States? He's much freer than he was before, but is he truly free? No, he can't leave that country. He gets onto an airplane, they're waiting for him with the cuffs, they're going to chain him. And even in the prison itself, there are levels of freedom, maximum security, minimum security. I knew someone who wasn't, spent time in a, in, in a tvisa, and he brought, illegally, he brought some grape juice in because he wanted to be able to make Kiddush, and they caught him, they threw him in what was called the hole for three weeks, a punishment like a solitary confinement in the, in the ground, a terrible, terrible place. To be out of that, 
is to be free compared to where one is there. Cheres means to move up a level. I am free of a level that I was imprisoned in before. In Rochnius, you know where the hole in the prison of Rochnius is? The deepest level of imprisonment? That's apathy. That's what the Kabrina said, the worst of all, Semerecht vi ich bin. When a person is not prepared to say, Osuro Mikan, I will go away from here, When a person doesn't have an interest, he's happy with himself, he looks over, everything looks good, and he doesn't see anything that needs to be changed. That person is an Abesa Asurim in the hole. That person never tasted Cheres. If we try to figure out, Rabbi Isai, how the Moistus HaToyre exist, there's no explanation for it, no explanation. I'll tell you an interesting story that happened a week, was it two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, about an hour before Shabbos, I don't know if you know our administrator, our yeshiva, Rabbi Moshe is a good friend of some of yours, and he comes to my house two hours before Shabbos, you're never going to believe what just happened. Said he had given out checks. We had to repay. You know, Yeshiva is always borrowing in Chayvus. Somebody had to give him checks for twenty thousand dollars. He said he had no coverage for the checks. And the guys are going to go deposit the money. What are you going to do? And here, right after Shabbos, we were leaving to go to Lezhensk. And the priest says, "How can I go? I don't know what's going to be. This guy's in it." And he was ice man. She didn't know what's going to happen. Now, Erev Shabbos, who nobody walks into a Yeshiva office Erev Shabbos is home preparing for Shabbos. Three hours before Shabbos, a young fellow walks into the office. And he sees, he looks, says, what, 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 what's going on? I see you're all very worried. He says, oh, yeah, just forget it. So I, 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 he says, Tom, what's wrong? He says, yeah, well, we gave out checks for $20,000. They're not covered. I don't know what's going to be. He says, look, it's not, not a wealthy man. Not a wealthy man. He says, look, I'm on my way to the bank. I have a bunch of checks that I have to deposit. Let me see what I have. He takes out his checks, he starts counting, and it was $19,133. And he says, he says you know, I'm ready to lend it to the yeshiva. He says, till when do you need it for? So the Moshe thinks quick. He says, well, I need it till seven. He says, sure, no problem. Now you're a guest. He didn't say seven tovshin samach zayin. didn't think quick enough. <laughs> but the fellow said, sure, why not? Here you have it. Can, can anybody explain such a thing? And this, this has nothing to do with our yeshiva. Any office of any yeshiva in America can write a book like this. Can write a book that it's shaloi kederech hateva how the moistus hatayra survive. It's mamish miracles. So who's to say that there's more teva in the world then there is shaloi kederech ha-teva. It appears so because teva is always the same. It's always repeating itself. The shaloi kederech ha-teva, each case is exceptional. But if you were to weigh them, you would see that there's just as much shaloi kederech ha-teva. There's just as much things that don't make any sense as there are things that do make sense. That's if we really were to examine life. Now, A person can live in the world of Teva, or he can live in the world of Lamala Menateva. What's the difference?
In the world of Teva, there are gvulim. There are boundaries, there are limitations. A person is restricted to how much he can accomplish. Teva holds him back. He has boundaries. You know what boundaries are? Boundaries are Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is Meloshin Meitzorim. A Meitzar is a boundary. The world of Teva limits a person. It's a physical world. It's a Gashmius world. The world of Lamalam in Ateva, which is Rochnius, you can't hold it. You can't grab Rochnius. You can't hold it with physical limitations. It's a world without Hagbolus. And when people want to accomplish, there's two ways a person can face life. He can face life with his limitations. And we all have our limitations. How much seichel we have, how much kishim we have, how much parnasa we have, how much koyach we have, how much energy we have. That's our limited ability. That's if we live in the world of Teva. But if we live in the world of the Malam and Teva, which isn't such a rarefied world, it's there all the time. In that world, we break through our Mitzorim. We get out of Mitzrayim, and we become B'nai Chorim, and we can accomplish L'mala Minateva. The question is, how do we get into that world? What's the entry ticket to live, as Dachsam Seifer calls it, Levad Asher Tasig Yodoy. Everybody has a limit, Asher Tasig Yodoy, how much he can reach. And then there's a person who's given the ability, Levad, more than Asher Tasig Yodoy. How do we get into that world? So Rav Dastler, Mechtem, and many, many Svarim teach us. It's a simple, it's a simple idea, and it makes so much sense. If we want to live in the world of Lamalam and Ateva, we have to practice Shviras Hateva, breaking the Teva. There's a very Heiliger Sefer, Yoyshe Divre Emetz, a Chsidish Sefer, a very Sharfa Sefer. Rav Dessler writes that this Sefer had more Hashpo on him than all the Svarim that he learned. And the Yoyshe Divre Emes explains, you know, in Hilchas Tfilo, I think it's in Simon Sadiches and Arachayim. The Mechaber writes that the Doiris Harishoinim, when they davened, they used to reach Hispashtus Hagashmis. I'm sure you've heard of the expression, Hispashtus Hagashmis. He's no longer contained by his goof. Not like something like the Neshama is floating and the person is no longer part of this earth. That was the level of Tzadikim Beshas Hatfilo. Rab Tzadik writes, this level is no longer possible, Bismaneinu. No one could reach the level of Hispashtus Hagashmi by Tfilo, although he says that during learning in the Oymek of and one could reach such a level. That's like a madrega, somebody floating out of his body and turning into a neshama and having alias neshama and walking around all the world and then coming back. That's his pashtas hagashmis. However, his pashtas hagashmis, there's many different levels to it. There's 100% his pashtas hagashmis and there's 1% his pashtas hagashmis. If someone got me angry and my teva is to explode, and then I say, you know, I'm going to control my Hashem. So what did I do at that moment? I broke the Teva. My Teva now is to get into Kas. I broke it. Do what it means to conquer Teva? Conquer Teva means to make a nace. What is a nace? Breaking Teva. A yam, an ocean, is meant to flow freely. It's not meant to form two walls and split. 
That's breaking Teva. When I, my nature may be one of Kino, or one of Taiva, or one of Kovid, and I'm being driven to do this or to do that, and instead I take control, and I make a small nace, not a nace as dramatic as Kriyas Yamsuf, but a very big nace nevertheless. I break my Teva. What happens is, I've created Hispashtus Hagashmis. I'm out of the world of Gashmias a little bit more out of the world of Gashmias than I was before. And I've entered somewhat the world of Lamalam and Ateva, and I am less limited, I am less bemade sorim than I was before. Give an example. Imagine, you know, you have a dog who's chained to a post. And the owner of the dog wants to let the dog run around and, and, um, and run around the field. He doesn't want him to let him run away. So he, leave, he, 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 he gives him 50 foot of chain. Now the dog can run around a perimeter of 50 feet. If he wants to give him less room, he pulls him the chain, wraps it around the stake, and now he's got 20 feet or 10 feet or 5 feet. If he doesn't want the dog to move at all, he ties the chain. There's no room to move, and the dog is stuck to the chain. Our gashmias, our weaknesses, our teva, they're like a chain that holds us to a post. Every time we mispashate from gashmias, every time we overcome our nature, we let out the chain a little bit, we can go a little bit further. The more the teva controls us, the more we're bound to that post. Some of us, Nebuch, don't even know at all what it means to work on ourselves, and we react and do and think exactly as we feel, exactly as our midas dictate us, and we cannot do anything different than Anteva. We are like we're bound to the post and we can't move. We're so limited. We're so in Mitzrayim. We're so in the world of Teva that we can accomplish nothing. Tzadikim had his pastor Zagash, they were able to cut the chain. And the, the Teva didn't control them at all. They were able to soar and to run and to grow and to achieve and to accomplish. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.